I was just going to say, let's not get awkward now that we've pressed record. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot, isn't it? To um, Seltzer's Deep. Okay. (laughs) You were the one that was nervous when you got here. I really was. Um, It's not like nervous as in I'm worried about what I'm going to say or do. Or like not, it's not like nervous, like I can't do it. It's like, you know, when you're nervous and you just feel like you're going to wee, but you don't need to wee. Is that excited? Is that excited? It's like a, it's that um, tweet that's like, you know, when like you're horny for something, but in a sexual way, (laughs) just excited. Yes. Yeah. People look at me weird when I say, oh, I'm horny for hot chips. No, but like I'm, I'm not always like, horny for hot chips. Sticking up my ass, like. But it just—it is a different experience. So yeah. when you're trying to have a hot chip, and it's like a sensual eating moment. Yeah. Have you heard of sensual eating? No. Before we start, I'm with Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name's Rowdy Walden. I'm the host of Spotify, Spotify's first original podcast, Search Engine Sex, and I'm also the founder and current secretary slash treasurer of the It's a Lot fan club. Yes. I'm <laughs> um, just been appointed. I'm really excited about it. Thank you so much for running the fan club. Um, uh, so Rowdy has, yeah, an amazing podcast called Searches and Sex. I've been on it. It was great, fun time in Melbourne pre-lockdown. Isn't that crazy? Pre-lockdown. We were like having, we were in a very small confined space. High risk, darling. That was probably the last time during this year that I was that close to someone. Yeah, it was literally like a, in like a library. It was very cute, very sweet. I loved it. Okay, no need to tell everyone how budget the show is. We're sitting in my, my Airbnb, babe, having seltzers, saintly seltzer, um, and... You just do a spawn gone. Yes. Rot, absolute rot. I didn't get paid for that one. It was a freebie. Um, but it is really yummy, isn't it? It's delicious. <laughs> See? Not like, full of shit. I only, yeah. I only promote things that I really like, such as saintly seltzer and I bush empress. my tits. Oh, yeah, we're going to send it for sure. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to keep you on the podcast because you're funny and that's about it. And also because you have you have this weird uh, corner of knowledge that isn't like you're a sexologist. Why do you have an offended face no, on? No, I was like, you said weird and then I was like, hey, where is this going? No, no, Does she know about that thing on my, no, she doesn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have this... <laughs> I've got a scar on my nipple, okay? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's trying to be me. <laughs> um, I, we have this weird corner of knowledge where it's like you aren't a sexologist, but you've obviously learnt a lot from this podcast and you're interested in it. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time reading about a lot of topics. Mm. So I think, I, I think I'm a, a sexual conduit. Deviant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I say, what it like biosmosis? I know a lot about it. Yes, yes. And Not, my, am I, I having a lot of it? No, but I know a lot. A lot of big brain stuff going on. Yeah. Um. I I feel like my episode was really my episode was what? How do you ask someone out on a date? And I was like, I actually don't know. And like that happens quite a lot on the podcast. I mean, basically the premise of the podcast, if you haven't listened, is that we take one of the most searched, um, and I'm using the term search because we can't say the G word, um, <laughs> search sex or relationship questions and we try and answer it. And like sometimes like that things aren't answerable because there's no, and I think that's uh, a me problem is that I'm always, like I always want I think I might be on the spectrum. Mm. I always need to know like, the answer to something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, how do you ask someone out? It's like, there's no one answer. 
every situation is different. Yeah, and this was pre-COVID as well. So I feel like when it came out, it was like, well, we don't really see people in person now. <laughs> yeah. And then also everyone thinks that I'm some, like, confident, like, sexy bitch. I, like, I just told you a few stories. It was me being pathetic. Oh, I think everyone is pathetic. Like, really pathetic. Like, embarrassingly pathetic. Yeah. Like, confessing some feelings, not getting a response from <laughs> That's like I think one of the annoying things about sex and relationship though, like sex and relationship questions and topics and Mm -hmm. trying to do it is that like it relies on two people being very mature. Yes. And communicating openly and not a lot of people are good at that. No. And if one side is the other side tends to either run away. Wow, burp vibes. (laughs) I'm going to leave it in. (laughs) That smells really good. (laughs) A grapefruit seltzer by St. Hard seltzer. Alcoholic sparkling. Anyway, no, but so it takes, like, yeah, it does take two to to be responsible, to mature. Yeah. But I feel like if one person's, if you're the mature one, you can feel the other person's immaturity so much and you get so frustrated so quickly. And there's also that element of, like, okay, I am going to be the one that is an open communicator and I'm going to be the one that, God, we got deep real quick. I know. Um, Like if you're like, I'm going to be that person, but it can quickly become awkward when you're like, okay, so we just had sex. Um, Let's, a bit of aftercare, like what did you feel? And the other person's Mm -hmm. like real shy about it. Yeah, and you're like, this this should be normal. This is good. It's beneficial for both of us. Yeah, and you just come off looking like a sex pest yeah and yeah. yeah or if it's like emotionally and you try and tell someone how you feel and it's like oh they're needy and it's like i'm just trying to clarify some things because how i'm feeling you have to feel the same way right now me getting really personal <laughs> i mean stop saying that i'm needy <laughs> but also like but it's true though i feel like if there's a problem in a relationship or something it's like i'm just trying to be clear and open because the best way to deal with this is by being open and honest and Talk to one another and see where we're at, whether it's sex or relationships or issues or like someone's on something naughty, then we can figure it out. But if one person's going to shut the fuck up. Naughty? Like what? Mm, like cheating on someone or oh, something? Okay, sure, I don't know. Yeah. Like someone's like, like a naughty You said it thing. like you were talking about a kid and I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, you've been a very naughty kid. <laughs> yeah, like you've been naughty. Like, oh, whoopsie. <laughs> um, I'll cheat on you. Um, but like if someone's on something a bit like fucked up, yeah. the best way is to communicate through it. And come to a conclusion not to be like either shut the shut the fuck off is what I was going to say. <laughs> we have two seltzers vibes. Shut off. This is a mess. There's going to be no ads on this episode. Be- <laughs> but no, I, I I think that it it all comes down to just being like, what do you like? What do you want? What do you need? What aren't you liking? And we can just communicate. And some people are very intimidated by that. Confused yeah. by it. I was just going to say, like, I think, like, this is something that I have taken into my life since working on the podcast and it is really awkward. And like when I first started it, it came up so many times, like open communication, you just have to communicate. And I was like, fuck off. Like It that, sounds easy. No, but it also just sounds like a wank. It's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, that's not a communicate with your partner is not like a, um, it's not a tangible thing. Right. So I had a really hard time getting to grips with the idea of like, uh, do you need like a script? Like if, would you prefer if someone was like say X, Y, Z and, and if their response is A, B, C, then respond in this way, like a choose your own adventure? Like what do you need? Potentially, but also just like, I don't know, I feel like la- before launching into a conversation like that was like really difficult. But I think you just got to rip the bandaid off and be like, mm. even if the other person's awkward about it, mm. you just have to be like, I, I'm mature enough. And if you're not... 
then, then this isn't going to work out. Au revoir, baby. Au revoir. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay, back to the podcast structure. Sorry. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm professional. Rowdy. Okay, obviously I asked my guests what's been a lot this week and I really want to know yours because okay. I told you before and you yeah. sat on it. Yeah, and this is like mm. it's probably going to seem really stupid and millennial of me, but it has been a lot. Oh, God, what is it? Okay, so I just moved into a new house. Mm. With housemates? Huh? With housemates? Yep. With housemates. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them's big fan, so I can't talk about it on the podcast. Oh. Talk about that offline if we need. Okay. Um, <laughs> if, if requested, yes. Um, but the guy that lived in the room before me took the clothes era with him. So I haven't been able to do laundry because every shop in Sydney is sold out of clothes. Why, I wonder? I don't know. There's been expense. Like Howard Storage has like $45 ones and I'm like, uh-uh. Mm, you see like a I want a the rack. Kmart $10 yeah. one. So I haven't done laundry and it's been a lot. But why can't you put it on a clothes, a, like a like a hanger and hang it like outside of the balcony or something? Okay, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'm going home to do laundry. i got to go. Because, in fact, that's actually better because then everything's already hung up. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. you don't have to buy something that a housemate's going to steal. Yeah, I mean, you probably should buy one eventually. Yeah. Just for convenience. For I'll tell you, I, I've been to Howard Storage, Target, Kmart... Um, Coles. A reverse plug. Like we're really mad at them. We're like, where's. Where are they? Where are they? Actually, maybe you can get a spawn. You can get a spawn through the podcast of the clothes era. That would be on brand. What about like, I think you're just hanging out, babe. That was a pretty boring one. Think of another one. (laughs) Like I've been every day. Like it's. I want this. I want this story that you told me off air. That's what I'm trying to get at. What one? The story about the. Uh, (laughs) Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Can you say it? Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to. I heard a story this week. That's been a lot. Because I get a lot of questions about how to prepare for anal and this is not how, I mean, in well, theory. in theory. It does, but this is not what is it recommended. Um, so we've been doing um, some research on anal for a new episode of the podcast mm-hmm. coming out mm-hmm. this November. What's the, is it just what, how to do anal? Um, what we're calling it a big anal spectacular. Mm. So um, I can't give That's too much beautiful. away. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Secrets. Secret. <laughs> Industry secrets. Um mm. Through the research, I heard this story about um, how this particular sex worker had been preparing for anal mm-hmm. and we were like, do you douche? Like, what are you, are you taking Metamucil? Like, what are you doing? Because you offer that as a service, like just as a... Precaution. But just as a, like, um, a gauging of, like, you know, mm-hmm. how are different people preparing? Because mm-hmm. you've got the gaze with the douche. You've got the, like, yeah. Metamucil fiber thing. Yeah. You've got the straight women who are afraid of it, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I just douche. Yeah, with a fleet or like have you bought a bulb? I've got a bulb. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's like a very, like you're a gay man inside. Well, I learned from a gay man. Yeah. So I, so people always, actually probably should explain what that is. So like people, I learned, I went to the sex store and I was like, it was a gay man working. I said, I want to do anal. And he said, get this, get this, get this, get this, get these, but these butt plugs, these training butt plugs. And that's how you're going to get fucked in the ass. And I was like, thank you so much. Mysterious gay bottom that just waltzed into my life and then waltzed right back out. That's how they are though. It was beautiful. They walk in <laughs> and then they walk out. And they use you and they give you what you need and they leave. Um, but so what, can you describe the bulb to people? So it's a, um, you can get like over the counter ones, which are like disposable, um, 
not great. You might as well invest in one if you're going to do it. Mm. But it's basically like a silicone bulb. <laughs> it's like a turkey baster. Yeah, it looks like a turkey baster. And you sort of fill the bulb up with like room temperature water, mm. squirt it up but not too far. I like to do warm. That's like that's a spa day. <laughs> feels nice. It feels really nice with the warm. You just water. don't want to do cold water. No, God, no. Cramps. No, 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 no. Cold water's the worst. Um, but basically, you don't want like douching is not flushing out your entire intestine because um, basically, once you turn the corner of the colon or the intestine, you've really fucked yourself up. So you're just really washing the first couple of centimeters of the anus. Mm-hmm. There's no poo in there. Like people think it's like filled with shit all the time. It's not. People literally, I did last week, I did an episode on how to eat ass and I asked, it was questions about ass eating and they were like, don't you just shit on someone's face? And I'm like, how often do you shit yourselves? But also like the outside should not have poo on it. Yeah. What? what are you wiping your bottoms? Yeah. Like what, like, what also, the fuck is it? if you're not on? showering before it, that's a big flu move. A flu move? Do you not see like Flume eating ass at that festival? Oh, Flume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Flume just ate that ass, that like, sweaty ass. That, and like it would have been days worth. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> festival ass. Festival ass. And you know what worse than ass. swamp ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> festival ass I think is swamp the. Swamp ass? Hot. Festival <laughs> ass? Not. No. Festival ass is like the creme de la creme of, but the crunchy. opposite of that. It's like, it'd be crunchy. You only like rub sunscreen on your body and then dirt sticks to it. Yeah, that would be that would be it. That would be festival ass. So we don't want festival ass. We want to have a shower before. You want to have a shower anyway. That's eating ass. Back to douching. Oh yeah, we're douching. Um, so you're basically just washing like the very first bit. You pump it up, hold it with your bum. Some people say like do a shake or like rub your belly or whatever. But then you're just like expelling it. You can do it over the toilet or in the shower. Mm. Um, but yeah, you, basically you don't want to go too hard because once you get water up into the top part of your intestine. You've turned douching from like a half hour thing into like a two, three hour thing. You're like fully trying to get your entire, I've had a mistake before, I've had to, it just keeps going. But if you just do a little bit, I also one time put like three bulbs worth up mm. just because I was going to get pounded to no end that and day. And then the water came out when you were getting pounded. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Miss You Amal. also like, this is probably going to sound dirty if you've never done anal before, but it's also like not mandatory. Like people oh, yeah, don't I, have shit sitting in there. So I got to a point where I was doing so, that much anal that I could, you can know when you, when you've got poo in there and you yeah. can just eat kind of like fresh the day before and like, I don't oh, know. You're not going out to like, you know, like Bill's Mexican. Tacos yeah. And then getting railed. That's fine. Yeah. Um. No, but I feel like you don't, you don't have to do. So you can also, if you're it, with a partner, like my ex-boyfriend was just like, if there's poo on my dick, there's poo on my dick. If you're going to do it in the ass, you've got to get, like, what do you expect? Like, there's a risk there, right? There's going to be poo. There's going to be maybe a streak or two. He one time was eating my ass after he fucked it and licked some poo. Well, I mean, you've just, you've asked for that, really. I mean, and he did say that. He was like, look, I was asking for it. Yeah. And I was like, y- you were, sir. So, so um, unfortunately for you, the you've got to in your mouth. If you're like Abby and you're going to be doing it a lot, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, <laughs> you just having a little giggle to yourself. Uh, I tried to make that work. That wasn't funny. Um, I don't know. I tried to work it in. It didn't really work. Uh, um, you can get like shower head attachments. Yes, yeah, so I've heard of this and I've considered it. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. <sighs> Look, I think it's um, there's plumbing involved, you know. Yeah, you have to like change the shower head tone. If you're in a rental or you've got housemates, yeah. it also looks a bit like a torture device. I've never actually seen one. It's like a um, looks like a metal dildo. 
and it's got holes on the outside. So when you turn the water on, it comes out like a kid's sprinkler thing. And then you just poo in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You're waffle stomping it down. So that's the, so that's the usual way to do it. Waffle stomping was a bit too far for this one. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I've heard stories of people doing it with like a pump bottle. Yeah, I have as well. I people... just do it with. Um... Why are you laughing? I just do it like you can just do it with like you don't want to use the pump water, obviously. You want to like use tap water because yeah. you want it to be room warm, temperature. Yeah. Warm. Warm. You want, you um, want a nice day at the spa. But sometimes when I'm like treating myself, I just Gatorade. like to do sparkling. I'm joking. (laughs) I was like, I just like to use a saintly. I saintly. Saintly can't say that. No, you definitely want to use still water. Still, (laughs) still tap or sparkling. Um, tap. tap, I'm also talking about this like an expert, but I don't do this very often. Right. Um. Again, just through my research. Just through research. <laughs> but, okay, so that's the normal way to do it. That's yeah, the normal yeah. way. So I heard this story this week while I was researching this anal episode of the show um, about this sex worker and she was like, oh, sometimes, like, you don't have time to douche or it's just like you're going between clients, you know, making bank. Mm. And she was like, I just put a um, – um. <laughs> I just put a baby wipe over a dildo, secure it around the bottom and then like fuck myself with the dildo in the ass and then I'm all good to go. And I was like, my hole was wincing. Like it was, it literally is like how your hands get dry after hand sanitizer. We all know that feeling it's all also too like well in 2020. Fa- like baby wipe is fabric. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I wouldn't say sandpaper, but what no. would we compare it to? Like, like a, a chucks. A, yeah. Like a chucks. Yeah. A chucks and it would exfoliate. The anal cavity. I mean, I'm not saying to do it or not to do it because she's obviously, you know, oh, she's loving profession it. and she's like killing it. I mean, also she that's that, that's a that's some like efficiency. Yeah, yeah, that's some real structuring, some real genius energy. I think if you're doing it for the first time, though, that's not what you want to do. No, we don't want to quickly wipe the inside because yeah. also douching feels quite nice. NGL, do you think? Yeah. Maybe because I'm using warm water, babe, not well, room temp. Not sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's like also, I mean, Google it. There's like a whole bunch of, um, you know, there's like things where people say like put the water up and then like do some yoga while you're holding the water. And like, Who has the, do I have a loose asshole? Show me. <laughs> <laughs> but who has the, I like who, who can hold that in like that doing yoga? Yeah, I it's mean, a tight anus. It is a tight anus. Yeah, I mean, also that bulb thing's like very small when you're douching. Like it's not. Oh. Like, it's not like you're shoving, you know, a cock mm. up your ass. It's you know, it's easy. Yeah. Also, speaking of anal, this wasn't what I planned to talk about, but here we are. Speaking of anal, a lot of people obviously get scared that I know about, like the pain during anal, mm-hmm. right? I have a theory okay, and I think it's correct. And because you've had your big anal extravaganza research, let me know if it's correct. Yes. I think a lot of straight women in particular, because they haven't douched and they're so, and they don't know about douching and they're so scared of shitting on the dick, they tense up and therefore it's more painful. And therefore they don't like anal because they think it's too painful and it's too tight. But in fact, like I've been like essentially fisted in the ass before. Wow. Yeah, I know. Beautiful. Um, Isn't that stunning? Ex-boyfriend, though. Someone that I cared about deeply. That's all that matters. Oh, like, I, I think if you're going to go that far, you definitely want to be with someone that, oh yeah, you know, you're 
in a there's open communication. You're really getting fisted <laughs> by a stranger, do you? I mean, some may, some may. But do you do you agree that I think because you're tired, you're, you're scared, and you're scared of the pain, but you're also scared of the poo, and you tighten up, and you're like, if you just relax, and if you knew, if you knew there wasn't going to be poo coming out, and you just relaxed your asshole, I'm looking at butt plug on the on the um, bench over there. It has a I'm pink like, diamond hanging <laughs> at the end of it. It actually does. And like, when I walked in and I saw it, Abby was like, "Don't touch that." <laughs> Scared you're gonna touch a butt plug. I definitely cleaned it, but I'm not sure how well. Uh, you obviously haven't. If you're scared of something, no, but I, 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 no, I washed it in the sink. I didn't use a, to- I didn't use a toy cleaner. Um, here, okay, also, my- fuck you. I have cleaned it, <laughs> asshole. Oh, <laughs> oh, asshole. Here's my reply to that question. Mm. Remember having vaginal sex for the first time? No. Oh. <laughs> I actually don't. Really? No, because it wasn't anything important to me. But I'm sure it hurt or it felt no. weird or it felt uncomfortable or unusual. No, because I was my spending from when I was six. Internally? Mm, no, but I definitely fingered myself before. I mean, I not internally, but like the feeling of like sexual arousal. I never, and I had been fingered like a million times by right. guys and stuff. So right. no. Okay. So <laughs> scrap that. First time anal though, I can relate to that. I, I, I recall that. I think it's just like, it's, You've never done it before, so mm. obviously it's going to be a different sensation. Mm. Um, but one of the people I interviewed in the that episode coming up said that, you know, when you do a really big shit, yeah, and that Beautiful. like the feeling of like the feeling of doing that shit is pleasurable. Mm. It's that in reverse. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so it's like I think the fear or the anxiety around doing anal comes from. The, this weird idea that it's taboo. Mm, like that's true. It feels like toilets and poo are the sort of last hurdle that mm. we haven't gotten over. Mm-hmm. Agree. I think as well, you're right, the weird feeling, that's why I always say to people you need to masturbate with well, just like just straight women. You need to masturbate with butt plugs. Right. And make yourself come with butt plug in so that you can have the feeling of a butt plug. Yeah. A feeling of something in your ass and so they get bigger and then eventually the creme de la creme, the pink diamond tea. Up we go. It's like the what's that? The sapphire, the emerald. Fuck, what, that was gonna be a really good joke. Yeah, that would have been really funny uh, if I'd gotten there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would have been really funny. It's Just been four years. <laughs> That's me. I'm since I've had anal. Um, but I, I, I think maybe. Oh god, I hate saying straight women or women, but like people that haven't done anal before, mm. are maybe looking at gay people and thinking that it's like bang, bang, bang. Cock in the ass straight away. Yeah. But like there's emol and there's fingering and there's mutual masturbation. Like there's a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. that you should be doing before you go and ram it in. Mm-hmm. For sure. I agree. Well, there a has little, been a lot. A little cheeky finger. <laughs> a cheeky finger and see how we feel about it. See how we feel. Test start the with waters. One finger. one finger. Start with letting your asshole get eaten, then get the finger, then get thing, then try a butt plug or try it's a little. It's also not going to go in the first time. Oh no, God! Like no, you're not having anal sex the first time. No, you're not. You need to get used to having. You know, it, it's it's a slow journey. You can't have a one night stand. And be like, although I have, I have had a one night stand once where we just did anal, and I, then I knew I was a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, using my douche. I love that I'm giving all this advice for uh, from the perspective of a gay bottom, but I don't bottom. <laughs> uh. But at least you know. I bet you. 
Look, you've researched, babe. It doesn't matter if you've experienced. Knowing how to do it makes me a better top. Absolutely. And isn't that beautiful? Isn't it? All right, back to the back to the actual episode because we got really, really distracted by, you know, anal and what else do we even talk about? Oh, your clothes. Your clothes line. Babe, it's a big issue. <laughs> You're laughing at me, but so many people are gonna relate to this. The clothesline issue yes. in Sydney. It's been it's raining. It's the greatest all week. Sydney problem. It has been pouring and rain all I week. I am not putting my clothes in the dryer for them to shrink. Can you put it on cold in the dryer? Oh, does that happen? Oh my god. I've done laundry. I've done laundry. Can you come around? I'll come around and do laundry. How am I 28 you? and don't know about dryers? Babe, you can turn it on cold. Yeah, but I'm an eco warrior. Like I That's use better. beeswax and yeah, but, um, have a reusable bag. Like I'm saving the planet. But you can just do cold air in the dryer and it's not it's not the best, but it's better than having moldy clothes. Okay, come around, please. I use beeswax. <laughs> Okay, so you're the host of Surgeon and Sex. It's going really well. Really proud of you. Killing it. It's produced really oh well. God, stop hyping me up. Thank stop. You. I'm really jealous of it because it's produced really well. And mine's me sitting here being like, so how do you put a dick in your ass? Um, well, look, I think there is, um, there's room for both of us. Yeah. And I think sure. um, Search Engine Sex, I feel like Search Engine Sex is the podcast um, that you – might not publicly – it's like incognito browsing. Yes. Like it's a lot. Everyone's like, I listen, it's a lot. Yeah. But like Saturn and Sex is where I get the answers to the questions that I am too embarrassed to ask my friends. Yeah, like people aren't going to – I don't think we're going to do a repost on your anal extravaganza, babe. I don't, don't think that's going to happen. No, but like the amount of DMs we've got – like I cry every single time someone DMs oh. the show. It makes me feel so um, – Oh. I don't even know what the emotion is. It's so cute. But like I've had like um, straight women, gay guys, um, sex workers, couples, this um, dad who is like, I didn't know how to talk about these things with my kids, so I've been like listening to the episodes and then like retelling it to my kids, and like they're so embarrassed when I pick them up from school and I'm playing it in the car. Like it's so lovely. It's actually a really good idea. Yeah, it's a good thing about podcasts. Now parents can just link an episode to their kids, or like even with like relationships, you can link it to someone and be like, "Here's this. Here's a resource." Outsourcing this. Yeah, here's that. (laughs) So, what made you like? What What made that little brain think of this? Because it's a really good concept, but. Were you struggling? Were you struggling? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, show me your pain. Uh, I, Did you have a question that you couldn't find an answer to or like what was going on? So I have this um, very, I feel like it's relatable, problem where I Google all of my problems. So do I. And then develop medical anxiety around it. <gasps> yeah. uh, E.g., um, it's a really long story. Hit me. So I woke up one night at a friend's house and I had a pinky, purpley, welty rash down my back and I was like, I've got HIV. I was the same in your cockle. Oh, okay. That's what I would think. Yeah, see, I just mm. went. HIV, yeah, yeah. And I. Is that a symptom of, of HIV? You get a you rash. Can, you can get a uh, like a spotty red rash. Oh, my God, okay. So this didn't look like a HIV rash. But? But I Googled it until I can. I had seen enough pictures and convinced myself that that's what it, it could was. be a weird version of one. Yeah. yeah. And you always think, but I could be the one that's yeah. the weird one. I've got super gonorrhea. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so I like rushed back to Sydney and like went to the doctor and I was like, 
this is a very long-winded story about how I came up with the idea for the show. But anyway. Hit me, go. Um, they were like, oh, it's contact dermatitis, change your washing powder. And then like I went back and they still had it. And they were like, oh, it's um, your body wash, change your body wash. And like it kept going and going mm. and going and going. And I was like. And you had an HIV test in this time if you didn't have HIV, right? Awaiting on results. Right. Don't um, you have clinics down here? There are clinics in Brisbane where you go, to, you go and you This get... was years ago. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, rapid HIV. Rapid, yeah. Home testing kits, not a thing. Right. Um, the really funny part of this story is that I hadn't had unprotected anal sex. So oh. there was no way that I had it, but I had Googled it enough to convince myself that there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Um, a long-running theme in my life. <laughs> Um, so go back two weeks later, test is negative and I'm like, the rash is still here. And they're mm. like, uh, I don't know what it is. And I was like, great. So for two weeks I've been fucking around with this rash. Mm. New washing powders, cuddly, uh, hyperallergenic. I spent, you know, mm. $14 on eco laundry powder. Yeah. You know. yeah. Why is laundry a running thing <laughs> this episode? <laughs> um, get a referral to a skin dermatologist. This is the part of the story you've been waiting for. And I walk in and it's like a long room, very fancy. One end there's like a library with a desk and his computer and like mm. a little chair. Then there's like a lounge room, coffee table, sitch. And at the other end of the table, at the other end of the room is like the bed with the curtain, like where you, you know, there's a sink, the standard doctor thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, he's like, get your gear off, um, jump up on the table and I'm going to look at your body. Uh, and that involved looking at every bit of skin on my body. Like really? every little inch of skin, <laughs> this um, very old man. And then afterwards he was like, oh, okay, um, just come back over to the table. And he walked off and went to his table. And in my mind I was like, you just said come back to the table. You didn't say get dressed first. So do I get dressed <laughs> or do I go over to the desk? <laughs> so I walked over to his desk naked. No, you didn't. And I'm trying to sit in the chair. You were sitting in in the doctor chair. In the doctor chair. But I couldn't like, like I didn't want to like legs normal because my dick was there. But then I like tried to cross them. But then my balls were coming out the bottom of my. Which is arguably worse. Yeah, because you're. It balls. It's protruding. Yeah, it's a protrusion. Yeah, yeah, it's not just like a there. It's and also they tend to they squeeze together a little bit where it's like you've yeah. It actually looks worse. Yeah, it looks yeah. like something wrong. It's tight. Yeah. So then I'm like squirming. <laughs> it's a tight balloon. <laughs> I'm like squirming in this chair trying to like find a position that's modest, even though he's like just looked in my asshole. Yeah. And he just looked up at me and went, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And um, that's <laughs> this. There were rest of the consultation I did naked, and that's so, the so, so you didn't get you. <laughs> no, I just sat there because I was, then you, I was too did embarrassed. You, did you think? Did you know then that it was supposed oh, to be dressed? When he looked at me, I was like, "I'm oh, stupid." <laughs> also, were your clothes still on the bed? Way back on the other side of the room, and it was like I couldn't just. <laughs> I couldn't pick them up because they weren't near you. They were on the other end of the room. Um, but that's the day I found out I was. I actually can't breathe. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So really what um, that's the day I found out I had a dairy intolerance. Oh, my not HIV. Okay, cool. Um, well, thank God. Thank God. But this but is. But cheeseless life. 
No, I still do it. I'm a okay. rebel. You're crazy. Out of course. Out of control. Um, I still do it. <laughs> I still do it. Um, can't hold me back from doing the, uh, a nice hello me. But that be, that has become a running occurrence in my life where I find like there's some sort of uh, medical thing and my first thing is to Google it. Yes. And everyone always says don't do it, but of course yeah. you do it. But of course you do it because you get, you get a little bit, I don't know, I always think that I have cancer. And it's also like you're trying, I think in like going to the doctors is a bit of a hassle. So it's like, is this something I need to go to the doctor for? Or is mm. this just like, oh, it's just a dermatitis thing. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I don't need to worry about yeah. you know? Like, or is it this, is this just the cold or flu? I think it's also, then you hear stories of people being like, oh, and then I left it for X amount of time because I thought it wasn't a big deal. And then I had stage four yeah. cancer. And you're like, go better go check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And it turns out that like 80 something percent of people Google their problems instead of going to the doctor. And I was mm. like, this is the show. Amazing. This is how we're going to make episodes every week because people are always going to be looking up their problems or, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find things. And it even comes down, like I will happily admit this, that I've even <laughs> Googled relationship problems in the past of being like, is this person the one? Like how do you know that like – how do you so know you're in love? Like, yeah. How do you, have you got how do you know you're in love? Yeah, and you're like, like when you're like 18, you're like, I really know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 18. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like a very common, you know, problem for people our age of like, do I settle down now? Like, is this yeah. how do you know? Oh, this is, I'm ready to settle. Are you? I'm over it. It's a slog. Dating's a slog. Oh, I'm just over it. I'm just like, oh. Especially this year. I don't want to be upset anymore. I want to be like, oh, does he like me? Does he not like me? Yes. I just want to fucking be like, okay, cool. We like each other this amount and that's it. I mean, back to the communication thing. Can we just say it if we're into it? Can we say it if we're not into it, you know? Yeah, agree. Um, But so, I mean, what do you think is your favourite episode and what have you learned the most from? And you don't have to say my episode because I bring much very good advice on my episode, though it was funny. I think you did though. I think you you made people realize that um, it's it's not an easy thing to ask someone out. It takes a lot of courage. Mm. I mean, I forced Danny into a corner when we were both really drunk. Who's Danny? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Me, Danny Clay. <laughs> um, this is a guy that I really like. <laughs> I don't even like him. Mm. Um, um, no, no, but I was like, I was drunk and I was like, come outside onto the balcony, drunk as shit. And I was like, we're going on a date. And he was like, what? He's like, no, we're not. I said, break up three days ago. Like we, we can't go on a date. I was like, Perfect yes, timing. We, yeah. Great timing by me. And I was like, shut up. I'm going to break up as well. Mine was in April. His was, <laughs> mine was four months before his was four days before. And I was like, me too. I'm uh, an adult. Uh, get over it. Um, and that was, that was my game. And when you asked me, I was like, I don't fucking know. I mean, do we, do any of us know? No. I think we just have to grow the fuck up and be like, hey, I like you. Do you want to go on a date? And I think you know, like, you know if someone's the same type of person as you. If you're going in cold with someone, this isn't the answer to you. If you're going in cold, good luck. But if you've had banter with them, you know the type of yeah. way to ask them. Yeah. Um, but my favourite episode um, was How to Measure a Penis. And how – okay, what what are some facts you learned from that? What's the Sparkles so, version? The what version? Spark notes. Oh. Um, you know spark notes? Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, basically measuring a penis is very simple. 
Well, thank God. Like you need a transparent ruler. You put it up against the Mons pubis. You're measuring length. If you're really into it, you get a flexible tape measure, measure girth. Um, but the guy that I interviewed was like, we've all been doing it wrong. We should be using Archimedes principle and measuring volume. So the mass oh my of someone who's got the, the most voluminous, voluminous stick. Well, that's true because you can have, uh, you know, short and chub or you can have I mean, quite long and thin. And we I all have preferences, you, no? I think you want all the stats. You want length, girth, volume. Volume. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that I really like that episode because I think we do the show well when we... Can... And do you... Sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry, but do you flustered or hard measurement? Oh, I think you want to be doing it hard. You'd hope. Yeah. Sorry, continue. I, I think if you're giving someone your stats, I don't know who's giving <laughs> stats out, but um, you want to be giving the highest number you can. So do true. You? I don't know. No, I think you want to give. I think you want to give an inch underneath if you're going to give your stats out, and then <sighs> shock them with joy. Yeah, you want mm. to be like, I'm giving you more than you asked for. I fucked a guy once, and I was like, Is your, I've heard your dick's big when we were having a drink. And I said, I heard your dick's big before we went home and had sex. And he said, it's like extra medium. Extra medium. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, no, like it's actually, it's just fucking, it's just like stock standard. Like don't get your hopes up. And it was huge. And the joy that I felt when I saw that dick was just, was just life changing. So you got to. Set low. Yeah. Exceed expectations. Yeah. hundred percent. That's advice for life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what were you saying before I cut you off and no, I was like, plus little heart. Perfect. Um, also. I think people need to get around flaccid dicks a bit more. Like they're underrepresented. What do you mean? Like a flaccid dick is a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love playing with a flaccid dick. Yeah. I used to get my um, ex-boyfriend's dick because he claimed for a year and a half I'd never seen his dick flaccid. Mm. But I had and it was a weird joke that we had. And like it was a weird thing. Oh, he's like, Babe. Are weird. Yeah, it was like, babe, you've never seen. I don't know. It was this weird thing that we had. I don't know why I found it so funny, but I just was obsessed with him. So I think I just made things he said funny. <laughs> you just want to keep talking about it. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Kidding. Hey, you're abusive. Um, but I we used to get his dick and would sing, Are the girls stepping out for a public affair? Who cares? That's right. Cause the party don't stop. Hey, and then we were in the car and I'd put on Jessica Simpson public affair. He'd get visibly triggered and I would like grab it and make, is that like what you're talking about? about flaccid penis as being beautiful. I, I think you've just answered the question of why you're single. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'd love someone to do that to but me. But it's funny. It's very funny. I just think they're it's like beautiful. They don't get the love that they deserve. I also love making a flaccid dick hard with the mouth. Yes. Like I love the feeling of like, the, the the blood flowing to the appendage. Interesting. Um, back to the point. Um, no, I I'm saving you from that point, and I'm just going to keep you. moving on. Thank you. I I think we do the show really well when we can answer someone's genuine question, but then like explore the topic at large. So we ended up talking about like the history of um, how penis size is depicted in art and like mm-hmm. why Roman statues have small penises and why Japanese art has like these big giant monstrous cocks and mm. um, like how the, the number of what the average penis size is, is this whole fallacy thing because it come from a fallacy, mm. fallacy, um, because it came from a study, but the study was a self-reported number. So guys were just over 
exaggerating how big their cocks were. So that like map where it's like the Congo has the biggest dick and then like Australia has a pretty big dick as well. Then like it's like Ireland have a small, like you know that map? Yeah, I think it's come a long way. I'm not sure how it's done now, but yeah, like the original ones were like they just asked men how big they were. I mean. So it's like everyone had this idea that like whatever inches was a big cock, but that size didn't really exist. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how important a big cock is, speaking of. Well, how do you feel about it? Oh, you're a top, though. I think that um, it's got nothing to do with penis size unless that's what you're after. If you're a size queen. Yeah. And I think it's okay to be a size queen as well. There's some rhetoric now being like, um, you know, it's body shaming to not want. I think it's body shaming to make fun of someone for being a small dick. Yes. But it's, of course, that's fucked. But if you like a huge cock, that's a requirement that you have. Or if it's like Do you sex- know what I mean? sexually that's what you that's want what that day. That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like if, yeah. if you are like, if you really, really want a giant cock. Fine. And that's what you're after. That's fine. Yeah. Because size queer energy. Yeah. And they wouldn't make dildos that big if it wasn't a thing. Appealing. Yeah. Totally. Um, But I think there is so much more to sex than the size of someone's penis. 100%. Like I feel like penetration gets all the glory, but there are so many other things that are interesting and entertaining. This actually leads into a question that I have that listen to question that I think be part of the answer. Okay. Let me get it up. Okay. So the question is. What do I do if my, and this is coming from a girl, mm-hmm. my boyfriend has a lower sex drive, but it can be applied to all genders because what do you do if your partner has a lower sex drive than you? I mean, all genders for sure. Um, also, I, I don't think that when we talk about sex drive, we should say that like the thing that fulfills my sex drive is penetration. Yes. This is why I think this aligns this well because yeah. if you're coming, do you always need to come from penetration? And does your partner always need to come? I don't think so. Like, mm. I think why not have a moment where if you're really horny but your partner's not feeling it as much, maybe you could get them to use a toy on you or they could watch you mm-hmm. um, or I mean, there's like so many other like sexy things that you could do together and then you go off and masturbate if they're not into it. Like yeah, I think that like I've never done this but like, I think in my mind <laughs> that this would be really hard. If you manifest got a, it. Manifest. If you got a Polaroid camera and then like took pictures of each other, like the sexual tension and the build up in that. Yeah. Oh my God, that's like really that's, hot. My pussy did that butterfly thing. <laughs> <laughs> like there is nothing um, penetrative or. Uh, Do you mean naked? You could start off clothed and then naked. Oh God, rowdy. Like, don't you think it would be hot? Rowdy. And so, like, you, if you have a higher sex drive, you're then, that's foreplay for you. Yeah. But your partner's just uh, facilitating you in, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to achieve an orgasm. And you get cute pics as well. You get cute pics. It's like a memory that you've done a thing as yeah. a couple. Um, but then you can go off and do it alone if they don't want to join or. You can masturbate next to them. Masturbate next to them. You and I think both masturbate side by side and not do it together. Yeah, like that's you're, really like sometimes hot. Penetrative sex is like a bit too much. You it know? is a bit too much. Like also, you, if you're tired, even it's like oh. I just have God. a quick wank and go to bed. Absolutely, the hottest thing in the world. The hottest thing that I've 
ever done that I masturbate about all the time was that my ex and I were trying not to fuck because we were like broken up. So we'd like masturbate next to each other, which is the same thing. Were you living together? No, we just, oh, just hang out. out. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to be friends, quote unquote yeah, right. friends, and we're getting back together every fucking two weeks. But we, yeah, mutual masturbation is so hot. And also if you have in your head, like obviously my kink is just like I'm not allowed to do it. Right. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like pretend uh, like pretend that we're not allowed to have sex. I'm like why? I'm like pretend you have a girlfriend. Like pretend that I'm like a babysitter or something. Like, <laughs> I'm like pretend pretend that like someone just told us that we can't or like we're at like the movies or something. <laughs> like, but I don't like but I don't like like is that voyeurism? No, that's um Exhibition. Exhibitionism. So like I don't like that, but I like the theory of it. So I'm like, we're not allowed to do it. Oh, <laughs> I think exhibitionism is hot. Oh I, I had a stroke halfway through saying that. <laughs> it um, makes me feel sick. Really? Yeah, because like I'm very I'm like I you may not think this, but I'm very scared of getting in trouble. Like I'm very scared of oh, like same. I'm not doing it in like coals. <laughs> but like out there. No, fuck no. There's this huge balcony. You can you could see me from the burger shop across the road. I'd want to see that if I was having a burger. You want to see me <laughs> fucking. <laughs> um, but the other thing that Chantelle um, Oten mm. told me once um, was that we're all having sex at the wrong time. Okay. So you have a busy day at work. You come home, you cook, or you go to the shops on your way home. You have a commute. You come home, you cook dinner, you do your laundry. And that's both of you who have mm-hmm. brought that in, you know, brought that back into the relationship. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to bed, maybe you watch something on Netflix and then it's like, oh, here we mm. go. Let's have sex. Where's the energy? Yeah. Where's the passion? Where's she, the charisma? She said, go to bed. Normal. Wake up an hour earlier. Have sex before work. Morning sex is the best. I feel like if your partner is lacking sex drive, maybe try having sex at a different time. Mm-hmm. It might not be his sex drive. It might just be like his or their Fucking um, tired. Everyone's tired. really tired. After day of work, you're fucking tired and you've cooked and cleaned and you're ugh. And so it might not be that you have a higher sex drive. It might just be that you're maybe more um more of a night person even. Like they could be they could be an early bird of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think flip it. Have sex at a different different time. I think that's a really good bit of advice. And I think as well incorporate other little things. I really like your Polaroid idea. Okay, so long story short, do things that build tension, do things that aren't penetration because penetration is a huge effort. And change the time you're having sex. Also, I fucked a guy for a little while that when we had sex, it was like a whole event. Right. And it got to the stage where I was like, I don't want to have sex with you. I still want to fuck you, but I want a quickie. I want like a before bedtime moment. I want like a come over after coffee, fuck me, then go home. Like I don't want... You don't want an event. An hour and a half event. And yeah. perhaps, and not that anything's wrong with an event, but if, like if she's creating an event. But if you are, maybe if you offer alternate sexual encounters, they'll be into it. And then maybe they want to end up penetrating you. Also, um, I know you just tried to do a quick wrap up. Quick wrap up no, but me. I just thought like if you've been with your partner for a long time, maybe their sexual needs have changed. So maybe ask them what like what they want. Yeah. But like, even if you have a higher sex drive, find the middle ground between you and your partner. That if they don't want to have sex all the time, but they do want to do this or they want to try something new, mm. um, use that to your advantage. You maybe have a kink they're not telling you about. Do you have I a kink you're not telling me about? Mm, no, I open with you about everything. I do I, have a. I have an issue though. I've created a very, very deep um, groove in how I come and what I think about to come. Where yeah, I can't, right. and today I came thinking about someone else, something like an actual person, rather than a fucked up thing. Right. Um, 
like a like a like a BDSM. Like a, it's like a BDSM thing. Uh huh. But I just thought about this this person just like <laughs> just like kissing my titties, and I came. That's hot. It's very hot, right? That was the first time in like years, and I called them, and I was like, I just came, not thinking about the fucked up thing. <laughs> It's not that fucked up, but it's like, it's just like a thing that I like, I have to always go there right, to okay. come because I've made a little groove because I keep watching the same porn over and over yeah, and over again. Yeah, I need to yeah. stop. So I'm trying not to watch porn anymore. I'm trying to just like masturbate normally because Flex Mummy told me that she doesn't watch porn anymore and no, she can come in all this. Yeah. I used to do that. And then I go into porn then it's just so easy to come with porn. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, but now yeah, I'm but like. Then you end up being. Um... Like reliant. Yeah. And also like it becomes a. Um. I, I think it at some point inhibits your ability to have sex with people because it's not the same as yes. what you're used to having. Yes, agree. So like if you're a guy that um, – I don't need to – do men listen to your podcast? Yeah, they do. If straight men sometimes do. Great. I love Crazy. straight men seeking out this content. Yeah. If you're a straight guy or a gay guy that masturbates with your hand all the time, like that's quite tight. Death grip. Yeah. Yes. So – you know, if you have sex with a vagina or an anus, it might not be, you might not be able to get off as easily. So mm-hmm. I think you got to mix it up. So else would you masturbate if you were with a pocket, pocket pussy or something? Or just or like. a pocket anus? Use your imagination and like, don't like, I think it's like. Don't touch it. How? No, like jerk off. But if you're masturbating to porn, it's normally like this quick, like. Right. Thing. And you like do it this way. Cause you know, that's how, make, how it makes you come. But if you use your imagination and maybe go a bit slower and try different things, like making masturbation not so much of a like, I need to squeeze my dick this hard and watch this type of porn to come. Mm. Also making sex something that isn't about coming. That's yes. quite nice as well. Making it be like, let's just explore each other's bodies and see what happens yes. and see how you react to this and how I react to this. That's quite fun as well and it makes sex less of like a chore. And it's yeah. like a, again, this big event where it's like, oh, oh, you've come, great, you've come, now I get to come and that's it, go and to sleep. Like the other person doesn't have to come if they don't want to. I no. Mean, if they do, let's make sure that everyone's that coming. Wants to come is coming. But it's like right now it's actually okay. Yeah, fine. Yeah, amazing. Cool. My ex made me come like eight times. Next and time, like, I'll make. Next time, if you want to come, I'll put in more effort. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Beautiful. Or we'll just have a one-way thing where I like, I get you off with my mouth, with my hands, and then we don't have to have penetrative sex either way. Great. You, We're all I, happy. I, I owe you one. <laughs> Imagine getting an IOU. <laughs> you orgasm. Having a tally on the fridge. That'd be quite, that actually be quite hot. hot. That would be hot. <gasps> That's quite hot. That one be sec. Your next merch. One sec. Um, did you get any other questions from your Instagram poll? Okay, yeah. So we've got the next one. Um... <coughs> Do you want me to read it? Can I read it? Yeah, you can read it. Oh, I like going through your DMs. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's one. Rowdy is a very attractive man. I'm glad that he's on the podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, that's nice. That's so nice. Thank you, user, listener. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Hi. I'm dating a guy and he is perfect on paper. Um, Sorry, it's written a bit. Hold on. I'm dating a guy and he's perfect on paper. We're best friends. We have amazing sex. He has a huge dick. Yes. Et cetera, et cetera. But he's an awful kisser. I really like him and I think he likes me, but I'm struggling. What do I do? Do you think kissing is a deal breaker? I really do. Really? Yeah, because it's like... 
why are your limp? Why are your lips flaccid? And why are you like, <laughs> like a goldfish on me? Yeah. Why? I mean, I'm I'm just wondering if it's like super sloppy or like super non non responsive. They're the two issues that I'm yes. having. Too too sloppy, bad. Too sloppy. I think can't be fixed. Yeah, that's just a moist mouth. Yeah, that's just also that's like a you're like spitting in my mouth. We're doing like some spit play unknowingly here. Yeah, yeah. I think as well though, you can teach them how to kiss, but it. It's not as I think it's harder to teach kissing than it is to teach fucking. Teaching fucking is like this is what I like. You can be more like polite about it, being like yeah. I like when you touch me like this or, or pound me in this position, rather than being like I like when you kiss me like an old person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like kissing isn't that fucking hard. It's a I don't. It's it's kind of like sex, right? We're never taught how to do it. Mm. So I think maybe this person you're dating might be a bit inexperienced with intimacy maybe. I don't know. But it's like it's a hard thing to teach. Or have or have they just been kissing that way since they were like 15, like not learned? And no one's told them. And no one's told them. But no one's told me that like no one taught me how to kiss. Yeah, but someone's definitely said to you, you're a good kisser. And then I've gotten confirmation and I just yeah. kept doing what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah true. Because I think that kissing is all um, receptive language. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? I think it must be. It is now. Did I just coin a new scientific term or am I yeah. using the wrong term in the wrong context? Maybe. I mean, who knows? I mean, look it up. No. Do you have a computer right here? Yes. Not doing it. Can't be um, asked. But you know what I mean? Like the you're, when you're kissing, you have your eyes closed. So you're sensing what the other person is doing. It's quite a skill. Mm. To be able to like give the right. You're anticipating. Feed. Yeah. And you know what they want and you but it also get what you want from it. And it's like, it's like a flowing, like it's like an ocean flowing, like waves back and forth, like ebbs and flows. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Do you not think it's like. <laughs> when it's on, I think it's on. When it's on, I like to lick someone's face though. But when they're a bad kisser, it's kind of, uh, to me, it's a bit of a turn off. It is a turn off as well. But the thing is, what if you, this person really likes them? Have you ever done this thing where they're like, you're making out with someone and you just find yourself doing this? Like, like trying to escape. Yeah, you're just So Rowdy's right now just like neck and we're getting multiple chins. Do you know what I mean? Like, like they just keep coming at you and you're like, oh, you're yeah. not doing it. Um, no, but I've never really had like a bad, bad kisser. I'm just wondering if it would really be like a deal breaker for me. Um, I don't think it would be, but it is hard to teach one. Maybe if you're like, it depends what's wrong. If it's too fast, you can be like, slow down. But that's why I think it comes back to this communication thing though, right? That mm. we were talking about before. You can't really, like, how do you bring this up without being offensive to someone? It's like, they're perfect on paper. I don't know. It sounds like you've been with them for a little bit. How then in, you know, six months in do you say, by the way, you're a terrible kisser and I hate it. Yeah, what point do you say? Is it is it worse to say it like an hour in? An hour a year? <laughs> an hour into knowing them. Yeah. Actually, actually fair. Is it worse to say it like at the first kiss and go, can you maybe kiss like this? Or is it worse to say it like a year in? But and can like you this whole change time? the way you kiss? I think you can. You think you can? I think you can. I think if you get a little bit of encouragement, I think you can. What if you and I just think we're good kisses and we're not? Well. I've never had someone complain. I've I've never had a complaint, although but neither has this person probably either. True. No one's, because we're saying how hard is it to complain? It's much harder to complain about a kiss than it is like a sexual act. Sexual act, you can go, this is an individual to me. Kissing is, I think, you. I kiss, you know, my friends, whether they're straight, gay, any gender, and we, all, and if you're a good kiss, you're a good kisser. Yeah, it isn't like I know how. Everyone has a fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, but you no one can use it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm thinking. I think, I think you can retrain a, a, a bad kisser, but you have to be very like delicate about it. 
I think there are two options. Be like, hey, but what if you're the bad kids? Fuck. Yeah, what if this messenger is just the shit one? What if they are the shit one? And like the other person is actually a good kisser and she's like, ah. Uh, he's so bad. Oh, he like, he like moves his mouth really seductively and like it's really hot and, and no, oh, surely God. not. I think we need to offline some research about this. I'm going to find out. Okay. What? I'm going to come back on the show with an answer. Okay. How, what, how to retrain a bad kisser? No. But I think about it, it is instinctive. Kiss. It is instinctive. Well, it's like, a, it's, a, I, I think it's the most sensual thing you can do with someone. And it turns you on so much. Like, it's like when it's you're at so like, intimate. like when I used to make out with Matt on The Bachelor, I would, Niagara Falls, bitch. Was he a good kisser? Such a good, oh my God, such a good kisser. We'd make out for like literally 20, 20 minutes on camera. And they're like, guys, you have to talk. And we'd just be like aggressively making out like in pools and shit slippery, like all oil. So up. maybe like a good kiss is not a deal breaker because that obviously didn't work out. <laughs> Maybe Chelsea was a bad. Maybe maybe I, maybe I was a bad kisser. Are they still together? Those two? No, they broke up. God, I know. <laughs> what if I was the first gay bachelor? Yeah, that'd be great. Would you? Should we pitch it? And can I be the host? Sorry, Osha. No, I thought you could be the like you know when they bring in their friend and they're like, um, you have to love me and my friend. Oh yeah, we come as a package. You know? <laughs> Remember Matt's friend. I don't want to talk about her. Okay, moving on. Okay, Kate. Ad break. Uh, <laughs> so we I d- love a podcast with an ad break. I don't have ad breaks. Don't you have ad breaks no. at all? Oh, I love an ad break because I can go, oh, I've had enough. All right, so our answer wasn't very helpful. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm going to come back on the podcast. I don't know. I really, I really, oh, really think. I just said I'm going to come back and you were like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I wanted to come back on, of course, but we have other plans, you and I. Um. All right, the final question was simply... Prostate massage, question mark. Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Thoughts, feelings, emotions. Uh, bit of, done a bit of research on this. Um, obviously women don't have a prostate. Yeah, so I don't know what is going on. No, but that doesn't mean that the anus isn't a pleasurable place for women um, as well as men. Uh, but basically if you put... Um, a couple of fingers, someone's laying on their back mm-hmm. and you put a couple of fingers inside their ass mm-hmm. and reach up. Mm-hmm. That, it's like the anal G spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the prostate gland is there. Um, and if you just sort of press up, it's like hard. Um, and basically that's like, yeah, the male equivalent of a G spot. Um, a lot of men can come from being penetrated or uh, massaged on that spot. Um, but also like the anus and the sphincter has nerve endings as well. So like rimming can be, or rimming or fingering can be in the anus can be a thing, mm-hmm. uh, a pleasurable, pleasurable thing for women. Um, but I think like if you're not doing it, you're missing out. Really? This is your straight man. Like that's like. This is what I hate. I hate when straight men, when I try to do anal stuff with them and they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, if you, like, are you weird because you think it's fucking gay? Because if so, we're done because <laughs> you're homophobic yeah, also, and you're a fucking insecure piece of shit. Like you're missing out on like, like it's there and it's pleasurable and you're just choosing not to use it. It's like having a penis and being like, I'm not going to use it. Yeah. Because it's, because, well, why do you think they don't want to do it? I think it's got something to do with like. Homophobia, and also do you think they're scared of the poo? Also, maybe it's I, no. Actually, I think it's a um, 
submissive and dominant thing. <gasps> yes, being be penetrated. Sub- men don't want to be submissive in the bedroom. Yes, they see. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah maybe it isn't like a home. I mean, it isn't a homophobic thing. Maybe it is for some people, yeah. but I think that I think it is just like if they don't want to feel like I'm the man, I need to be in control. Yeah, I think people need to throw gender out in the bedroom. Yeah, like, I think the hottest thing in the world is when you're doing anal play with a guy and. And you're a straight, me as a straight woman, when I'm doing anal play with a guy who's either their first time or like they don't really do it with very many people and they're like succumbing to the pleasure and I'm like, this is so fucking hot. Yeah. Like you letting me just like make you feel good, not caring what you look like or like how you feel. Like, yeah. you know, like when they have their like legs up in the air and they're like, then they like do this and you're eating their ass. Wow. Do you know what I mean? You're in a very compromising position. <laughs> um yeah, I think I think people should throw gender out mm-hmm. um, and just do what feels good. Do what bloody feels and good. and communicate what feels good. Yeah, you know, what? I really want to peg and someone. Can you please? Wow, that just came out. I just ca- that just came out of my mouth. I I didn't mean to say it. Are you joking? <laughs> Being serious, I didn't mean to say it. I actually you didn't really do it. want to peg someone. I do. I, I think about it all the time. Is that I had why a, you're wearing that strap on? And yes. Me over? Yeah. But I found out you were a top, so I've just slowly <laughs> taken it off. Probably just take it off. I thought you were at least a verse. Um, um. <laughs> that was my lockdown project. Yeah. But you, you kind of you kind of succeed. Yeah, look, we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. Um, but no, so I, I want to peg someone really I, badly. I, I How do I get a man to let me peg them? But then also I get scared that I'm going to I'm I'm going to feel oh, this is the thing. Gender roles, I'm like, "Oh, am I going to be too masculine and I feel like Ugh. Or you're not going to be able to do it cuz you're normally in the submissive role in sex. Yeah, and cuz I'm like a hectic sub. It's a different um I mean, it's like, you know, working, do you work at the checkout or do you work, you know, stocking the shelves? Like it's a different set of skills. It is. And I, I'm wondering, could I even peg? Could I even do I even have the the hip movement? And I don't want to die not knowing that. I think you do. I think we all do. I think we do, but I also think that I need to find a man who's going to let me peg them. I've honestly considered getting a sex a male sex worker to let me peg. Babe, I don't think you need to pay someone. I feel like people will be like <laughs> knocking the door down. Mm, I mean, we'll see. I, I feel like I, I feel as though the ship may have sailed for me. Um, so, but, 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 um, I think I pick a girl. Oh yeah. That'd be hot. That'd be hot. Yeah. 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 Um, prostate massages question mark. Yes. Yes. That's the answer is yes. Yes. Well, that was lovely, Rowdy. (laughs) We had a lot more anal talk than I thought we were going to do. So much. You know, last week I spoke about rim jobs and then I think weeks before I spoke about like fingering ass or something like that. I think that. you've just got it on your mind. I'm just, I'm very into, I don't know, I feel like, because I get so many questions about it. Do you? So many. I think because it's like you were saying, like people don't want to like ask their friends about it. Yeah. So they just DM me and I'm like, oh, I never know like when to speak about it or like who to speak about it with, but you were great to talk about with it because you are the, the orb of knowledge. Wow. I'm the <laughs> school of sphincters. You are- <laughs> and that is the episode title. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Rowdy. No, thank you for having oh, me. Where do we find you? Oh, yeah, Cheeky Plug. Um, you can follow me. <laughs> I on thought Inst- you were going to say your Instagram name was Cheeky, like oh. Cheeky Butt Plug. That's quite funny. That'd be cute. Cheeky Plug. Uh, no, you can find me on Instagram at Rowdy Walden, R-O-W-D-I-E-W-A-L-D-E-N. Or you can listen to my big anal episode on Search Engine Sex uh, this November. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you.